0: Thank you, Lord. Woo, wow. Yeah, I don't even have to preach. The Lord is already moving. But I'm going to preach anyway. I don't get this chance too often, right? Hallelujah. This is an anointed place. We've got a great pastor, great leaders in this church, great congregation. It's just a blessing to be here. I just want to pray. Father... Uh, I want your word to go forth, Lord, not mine, not John Stanton, but you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, I pray that your anointing would be on your word as it goes forth. And I know I have illustrations and I know I have other things to say, but Lord, I want the word of the Lord to be focused on. I want Jesus to be focused on. So, Lord, uh, just fine-tune even my spirit and our spirits here today to hear from you, Lord. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, in 2 Timothy three sixteen, it says all Scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Ooh, the first one is not bad, doctrine, but reproof, <laughs> correction, and instruction in righteousness. It's like, wow, I'm not sure I like those things. But anyways, you know. I was thinking, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. You know, I, I I do play a little tennis now with Alex here and there, so I, I still engage in some athletic events. But I, I played, you know, high school football, baseball, basketball, and, you know, I did all that stuff. And I And I know that reproof, correction, and instruction is profitable. <laughs> it really is. You know, how would you like a coach that... You know, you went out there and you're shooting baskets and you're not getting any baskets in the hoop, you know. And it's like, gee, I don't know what to do. Maybe you're shooting, you know, you're not doing a jump shot right or whatever. You would like a coach to come over and say, hey, I could help you get that basket in the hoop. And do you want some help? You go, okay, you know, I'd I'd like some help, coach, you know. Well, you got to put the ball, and you, know, you got to come off your fingertips, jump a little bit, you got to do straight and go, oh, okay, and now you start making some baskets. So what does that do? It makes you feel pretty good, doesn't it? It kind of affirms you, you know? So really, instruction or correction or reproof could actually make you feel pretty good about yourself, can affirm you, and then you can go on and play that game or whatever it is that you're going to do. So when I look at the word of God and I see doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and in righteousness, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. And earlier today, Jessica came over in the prayer room and asked me, they wanted to know what the title of my message was. you know. And I go, that's a good question. I don't really have a title for this message. But I just was thinking, I said, give me a couple seconds here, Jessica. And I thought, I said, okay. Uh, how about uh, the goodness of God leadeth thee unto repentance? You know, that's in, second, or that's in Romans 2, the second part of Romans 2, 4, where it says the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. And it's kind of that would be maybe the message in a n- nutshell. The goodness of God. Now, we all want to remember the goodness of God because some of the things I'm going to say today may sound like correction or reproof or instruction. And they probably will be. But it's a good thing, right? Everybody open for that? Okay. But when you go into Romans, in in the book of Romans, and it starts off, you know, everybody kind of knows a little bit about the Romans road. So in in Romans uh, 3.10, where it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. You know what that means? That me and you and everybody, Billy Graham, whoever, doesn't matter. None righteous, no, not one. Now this story doesn't stop there. Because Paul's, saying, you know, hey, there's none righteous. Well, if that was the end of the story, it's like, wow, I'm not righteous. I die here. But it you know it goes on. And of course, in Romans there in 3.23, where it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Another one telling us, you know, you sinned, you know, but it doesn't end there. Because as you go on there, in Romans 10. 9 and 10 where it says that if thou should confess with thy mouth and believeth in thine heart that the Lord Jesus that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved. And then it goes on to say for the with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth man believeth unto salvation. And then right after that, the verse 13, where it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. So it's like, wow. So we take us from nobody has, you know, is righteous, we've all sinned, to the last part, which is, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So based on those last two scriptures, that if you believe it in your heart, the Lord Jesus, God had raised him from the dead, and confess with your mouth, that he is Lord, and you shall be saved. Based on that, how many feel today that you are saved by the grace of God? I want you to raise your... But I want you to hold it up there. Okay, hold it up there. Okay? Hold it up if if you feel that you believe that. Good. I think that's just about everybody. I kind of wanted to see where we're at this morning. (laughs) Before I... Because I could go in either direction. (laughs) Okay, I got half the church that's not saved or doesn't believe that, or haven't, hasn't confessed the Lord Jesus with their mouth. And I got the other half. You know, so I had planned ahead. Now I know which way to go. Okay? Going this way here. So, Okay. Well, that, anyways, that leads me to um, kind of a little revelation that I had the last couple of weeks. By the way, David talks a lot about revelation and how you all get revelation from God. You're saved. You hear from God. You can hear from God in the grocery store and get a revelation in whatever way, shape, or form. And you hear from God at your home, in the family, on maybe something you're watching on TV, in the car. It doesn't matter. You are saved, the born-again believer. And so that's who I'm speaking to because I saw which direction I have to go. You all raised your hand. So, You have that ability to hear from God. Now, I'm going to talk to you today about how to fine-tune that ability so that you definitely know you're hearing from God. Last couple of weeks, I've been putting in a wood floor in a bedroom that we are kind of redoing. I hadn't done a wood floor, nailing a wood floor. We're nailing this in. I haven't done a, a nail job on a wood floor in probably 20 to 25 years, but this job requires a nail gun, and it's a floor nailer. I don't know if you're familiar with the floor nailer. It's this thing you put down. You got a little hammer, and you know, you go by, and it puts these spikes into the wood because it goes in between. The wood has a lip, and it goes in the lip so that you don't see the nails. It's not like a finished nail where you come in on top and then you see the nails. This one goes in so that the next piece comes over the lip. It covers, and you never see the nails, except for the first three rows because the nail gun can't. Then you've got to go in by hand and pound each one in and then fill it over. I just gave you a job of uh, nailing job. <laughs> if you want to know how to do it, it's been 25 years, so I had to go to YouTube. <laughs> you go to YouTube, you, you can learn anything on YouTube. Man, I went on YouTube, there's like 30 guys showing you how to put the nail floor in and what to do. So I went to, you know, I said, hey, it's been 25 years, i got to learn over again. And I learned it, instruction. <laughs> you got to get instruction if you want to do it right. So I got all the material and, and, uh, and then I decided I want to take a while on this job. So <clears throat> I don't want to finish it right away, because I'll kill myself. You know, I'm 64 years old. 25 years ago, I was a lot younger, and I think I did it in a day or two. This is going to take me weeks, and it's only 150 square feet. And I said, this is still going to take me weeks. So I went to Home Depot, and it's $35 for four hours, 40 for the day to rent a nailer. I said, this thing's going to take me two weeks. i got to go to Harbor Freight. Anybody been to Harbor Freight? <laughs> I go to Harbor Freight and I got a nailer there for like $110, bucks, $109 or something. So I go to if you use a coupon. <laughs> Harbor Freight, you get coupons all the time, you know? It's, a, it's an adult toy store, okay? You, if you're not familiar, Harbor Freight, adult, a, a male toy store, okay? It's got everything in there. So I go to Harbor Freight and uh, I buy the gun. And then on the shelf they had the nails, so got the nails. You know, I think it's the one and a half inch nails. So I got those. Go home. I have to now. When you buy one of these, they're pneumatic, so I don't have an air compressor. So I got to go to David Galligan. and David Galligan has an air compressor. Can I borrow your air compressor? He's never going to say no to his father-in-law. <laughs> yes, sure, sure, you can borrow the air compressor. No problem. Will you deliver it, David? Sure. No problem. (laughs) So so I get the air compressor, and now I'm all set and excited because I got all the wood. You have to let the wood acclimate for like five days or something, and everything's ready. I laid it all out so that I know I got enough wood and everything. Now I go in there to do the nailing. And you put the machine on, and you got this rubber hammer, and you go stand there, and you go boom, boom. Well... The first two, no problem. I felt really good. Boom, 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 boom. But the problem was no nails were coming out. <laughs> I was doing it. <laughs> Boom, boom. The first one and the second one came out. Then the rest, so I'm looking at this thing and I'm looking and looking and I can't figure the thing out. Well, a long, make a long story short. The thing was jammed up and I found out that I was using the wrong nails. I had the one and a half inch nails, but I had a different head. There was only about a millimeter difference. A millimeter difference between the nail I was supposed to use and the nail that I did use. Now that millimeter threw the whole thing off. It screwed everything. You just cannot work that nail gun with the nails that I had put in there. Now make a long story short again, I changed it out. I, everything's fine. The nail, when you use the right nails. Now, why am I telling you that story? And this is where the revelation, at least I got a revelation. God said, John, you know, he says, people are like nail guns. We have all different kinds of nail guns. And that was so true. There's like over 20 different types of nail. Any kind of job you're doing, there's all kinds of nailing guns. But they all use different nails. You've got to get the right size and the right head, the right thickness. There's 16 gauge, 15 gauge, 14 gauge. Different types of heads and different types of lengths. It's like if you use the staple gun, you know, you can't use one staple in all the staple guns. Well, the same thing. And he said, you know what? A lot of my people... Because we have so many different types. You know, I may be a floor nailer. You may be a finishing nailer. And you may be another nailer. All different kinds. Because you're all different. Gifts were given by God. You all have different gifts. Giftings. And I believe the Lord said to me, some people are just not using the right nail. Did you ever hear that phrase, he nailed it? You know, you watch the Olympics. And they did the gymnastics thing, and all this, "Wow, that girl nailed it." Or you know, this guy just gave a speech at commencement at a graduation, and man, that guy or girl nailed it, you know? It's that nail. You know, it's nail means it's like finality, you know God, man, he nailed it, you know? So it was like the Lord was saying, "Some people just need to change by a millimeter. A millimeter. A millimeter? Yeah, it's the millimeter. And by the way, you know, a millimeter is like only three sixty-fourths of an inch or something like that. If, if you ever watch Channel 13, once in a while, I love the kind of history stuff. When they built the arch in St. Louis, anybody ever watched that? It's uh, you, Everybody knows what the arch is in St. Louis at The Mississippi, it's the Gateway Arch. That goes, It's supposed to signify the gateway from the east to the west over the Mississippi. When they built this arch in the 60s, I believe it was, I was watching on the tolerance, and these are engineers. They took one arch on one side, and, and they were going to meet the two in the middle. Now, here's the amazing thing. They had a millimeter tolerance level. Can you believe that? What an engineering feat. A millimeter tolerance level because they were going to meet and it had to be that precise. Unbelievable. Well, if God gave them abilities, engineers, to do a feat like that, you think He can change your life a millimeter to make you that powerful dynamite tool? That God wants to use for his glory. Which brings me into my next step here. And that is the name of Jesus. The nail gun has to have Jesus in there to do the job. Now I say that because I teach at a college. And in our college, you can speak about God. Because everybody speaks about God. But could be the God of Trees, the god of education—you know—it's all kinds of different gods. And you could even speak of the Holy Spirit because they just think you're a little flaky because they love the Spirit. They talk about the Spirit too, except it's a different Spirit. But you know, Holy Spirit, yeah, that you know that's. But when you mention the name of Jesus, woo, feathers go up, feathers go up. You know, in John. Uh, Fourteen six. It says Jesus was speaking unto Thomas, and he says uh, that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, when you think about that, Jesus is talking to Thomas. That's saying. I mean, that's it. I, Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Makes it pretty crystal clear that Jesus is the stumbling block. As it said, you know he he's the cornerstone, but he's the, he's the stumbling block because people don't want to hear Jesus; they want to hear that they can do good works. You know, and it, as it says in Ephesians chapter two, eight, nine, it says, "For by grace are ye saved, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God, and not of works, lest any man should boast." See, you You can't be boasting because it's a gift. It's the gift of God. But it's Jesus. It's Jesus. There's a movement going on in England right now that, you know, England, by the way, used to be a Christian nation. We, we had the gospel preached in our country from England. All over the world, missionaries came out from England and other nations too, but particularly England, to preach the gospel. England today, 78% of the people do not believe in God. 78%. Can you believe that? 22%. Now, there's a very small percentage because there is a movement of the Lord Jesus Christ, the true Lord, going through the nation, and people are being saved. So I don't want to say everybody. but the, And it's just a fire beginning and moving. But the Church of England has just gone down in numbers. And that's about 20 or 22% of the population. But in general, most of them are atheists. So the new movement in England is because they know how important fellowship is. You know, you were talking today about friends. You've got to have friends. Hey, People need friends. And if they're not going to get them in the church and Christian brothers, they're going to get them someplace else. They're going to go to the tavern or the pubs or they're going to go to the new thing in England called Sunday Assembly. Can you believe this? Sunday Assembly. And Sunday Assembly is a growing movement that has a preacher but there's no God. There is no God. These are basically non-believers. They have a, the preacher said that he has a saying that any Christian is welcome as long as they leave God at the door. As long as they leave God. That's the words out of the preacher's mouth. Now, he, he's one of 40 in England right now, but this was the biggest one that they were interviewing. And <clears throat> so they got to leave God at the door. But they come in there, and if you go in there, you th- you think you were in church because they're jumping and raising their hands. But the music they're playing is secular mu- music. It's secular, mu- secular music. And they're, but it's fellowship. And they meet Sundays. And I don't even know if they meet other nights. But I know they do Sundays. And they take collection up. And they, they do sustainable things. You know, sustainable environmental causes. And they do things like that. So they do good things. But there's no God. They just left God out. Now my heart went out when I saw this. Because those people are just deceived. They're just deceived. You know, John, everybody knows John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But then right after that, verse 17, it says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, God's intent is for salvation. God's intent for these people in England is to save them. They're just deceived by the enemy. But I say that because for us to be used by God, we have to be willing to proclaim Jesus. Jesus. And we have to be willing to repent for whatever it is that God puts in our heart to repent about. I, uh, a number of years ago, I was 30 years old when I got saved. And it, it was 1980. I was born in 1950. 1980 I got saved. Praise the Lord. My wife got saved a couple months before me and went out and bought a Bible. And it was this Bible. Now it has since been recovered. Is Paul Sage here? Paul is not here today. Um, my Bible was in such bad shape. Before I got my... New Bible. Where's my new Bible? Here it is. Before I got my new Bible, (laughs) this is my new Bible that I've been using about the last four or five years or something like that. I used to have this, and it had a hard cover on it. And I loved the Bible, and I didn't want to change, so Paula Sage bought me a cover for it. (laughs) It was one of those, you know, like you put a Bible in the zipper on it, you know, and and I thanked her for that because I didn't want to throw the Bible away. I loved it. Well, my precious children, Kimberly and Courtney, being two of them, and my other two children, this past year they uh, they decided that they were going to recover it for me. And and it had the learning tabs on, and they t- took them off, which is what I wanted. And they recovered it, and now I have a leather Bible. But I want to tell you what's precious about this Bible. Many times I read this Bible through since 1980. And each time, revelation from the Lord would touch me in such a way where I would underline something and many times weep when I was underlining. When I was first saved in 1980, it was salvation. You know, I was 30 years into the world. See, I've done everything the world could do. I've done everything. Everything. And it brings temporary satisfaction. But it does not bring permanent peace and life abundant. So I've, I've been all, I've, I've done that. So anytime I, I don't get, I don't care what anybody has done. Like I got guys at work and athletes and coaches and everybody that I come in contact with. And they tell me stories. I go, that's no big deal. God can save you. He still loves you. He still loves you. He didn't come to condemn you. He came to give you life. So one good thing about living in the world is you know what the world's about and you can deal with anything. So when I got this Bible and I started, Kathy originally bought the Bible and she wanted a different one. So she gave it to me. So she, a couple of the things underlined were hers, but I went through this many times and it became precious because of what the Lord was saying through the Bible. Now, Here's the nail. The nail is, when you go into the Word of God, He's going to fashion you in such a way where that nail, your life, is going to be used to hit the mark every time because you go to the Word of God daily. Oh, by the way, I forgot to introduce Judah. I forgot all about that. Kimberly, show us Judah real quick there. That, that's our new little grandson new little David and Kim's baby Judah, such a precious little baby beautiful Kim thank you sorry about that, David. I forgot to introduce him. I got so busy doing other things like this. but anyways so so when I started reading this word it started the lord had just just started speaking me to the through the word of God, and I would get up. For years, Kathy, maybe even Courtney and Kim remember this. I'd get up at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning whenever Lord would wake me up. And we had a golden retriever back then, Ginger. I'd say, come on, Ginger, I guess it's time to go pray for the neighbors. And we'd walk around the neighborhood. And we would pray for every house. Every house in the neighborhood. And this, this was before, you know, now you, you walk into Walmart or someplace and somebody's got their earphone, but you don't see it, and they're talking, and you think they're talking to them, to you? They go, I just get, what, what? And, and then they walk right by you. <laughs> they got a Bluetooth in their ear. <laughs> and you, Finally, now I hear somebody talking, and it's like, oh, they're not talking to me. But back, I, we used to pray, my dog and I, I used to pray, and I'd be speaking out loud, and fortunately it was early in the morning, but sometimes it'd be 6, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, People who go out by and think I'm crazy because, you know, they, didn't, they knew I didn't have a Bluetooth because there was no Bluetooth back then. But I'm praying and I'm binding spirits and I'm praying blessings on, on them. But it all started uh, because of the Word of God. It was as simple as that. It's the Word of God. So I guess the message that I have today about repentance is I, I feel, and Ray said this, a week or two ago, where he he felt in, I don't know if it was in prayer or in church, he felt like we need to get into our Bible daily. I think Ray said that a couple weeks ago, and, and my message is the same thing. If we want to be that nail in the nail gun that hits the that hits its target, we've got to hear from the Lord daily. I'm not saying listening to Christian radio or Christian TV is a bad thing. Because you will learn from that. But a lot of it you're going to get, like I'm giving you stories today. Okay, you're going, to, you're going to remember the nail gun. I don't want you to remember the nail gun. I want you to remember that you're supposed to go to the Word of God. Because it's going to lead you to Jesus. And you're going to be given boldness to share Jesus wherever you go. I wanted to read a couple of scriptures here to you. Because... <clears throat> And I just, I, I, you know, I don't do this often, and Kathy doesn't either, where we say, Lord, we're opening up to some place. Tell us, you know, there it is. Is this the word for me, you know? Uh, I mean, I don't recommend that. But I open up. I said, Lord, you know, what do you want me to share? <clears throat> because you did allow me to underline some of this because at the time I was doing it, it meant something to me and it means something to me now. So here's a couple of scriptures that I had Had read, um, I mean, that I had read, that I had uh, underlined when I was reading the Bible, first, second, third, fourth, fifth time. I don't know what it was when it was, but here's here's one, and it's in Psalm 25, verse 12. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. And I remember at that time too, I needed instruction on where to go, what to do. How many need that today? I know, I still need it. Instruction on where to go, what to do. His soul will abide in prosperity. How many need prosperity in our soul? And his descendants will inherit the land. How many want your descendants to inherit the land? The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he will make them know his covenant. And then another one in Psalm 26, it says... Examine me, O Lord, and try me. Test my mind and my heart, for thy loving kindness is before my eyes. And I can go on and on with the scripture that God will give you at the right time and the right season to encourage you in the way of the Lord. In the way of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I wanted to close, and I'm not telling any more stories, but I wanted to close basically with a word of encouragement. Um, You know, this may not sound like encouragement, but it's an encouragement to get us going. You know the the missionaries that settled parts of Africa, the Amazon jungle in South America, China, uh, they had to sacrifice a lot. They had to learn the language. They, They had to live with the mosquitoes in the Amazon or wherever. Uh, they had to make many sacrifices. But they were so convinced that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life that they said, I have to go. That's why Ray is in Cambodia and, and, the, and the others that way. And why we've sent mission teams there before. But I think of the scripture in Matthew, 13, uh, Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Where it says this, it says, uh, it's and it's about the gate. It says, "Enter ye in by and enter the in, in by the at the enter ye in at the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat." because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life and few there be that find it so it's it's like lord there's people perishing out there people perishing because it says in his word you know wide is the gate but many there be which go in thereat but narrow is the gate and few will find it the gate for life And so what is our responsibility? Our responsibility is we have co-workers. And and by the way, this is not reproof, correction, or instruction saying that you're not doing this. All I'm saying is that sometimes that one millimeter, we need to be fine-tuned. And I know this is for myself. This is for myself. But I'm sure it's for you too. Because we're going to have classmates in school. We're going to have neighbors and family members. I'm going to a 50th reunion. 1964, I went to Holy Family School. It was eighth grade. We had a graduation before we went to high school. (coughs) And so we have our 50th reunion, 120 graduates at that time. And I'm going next week. I'll be gone for a little while. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm looking forward to it. Kathy and I are going to be looking forward to it. We want to be the nail to share the gospel. Fifteen of those people are already dead. Many of them I know probably are not living for the Lord. But we want to be able to go there with the message of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's just not I'm not going to just a reunion. Most of these people I'm sure I won't even recognize. And they won't recognize me. This is 50 years ago. And I haven't seen. There's only a handful that I've seen a little bit after that. Most of them I haven't seen. In, in fifty years. But the purpose will be to go and share the love of the Lord. So that's what my hope is for us. Not to say you're not already doing that. You've got coworkers that you're ministering to, friends, families, motorcycle buddies, whatever. You know, and that's great. You know, your people you play tennis with, basketball, softball, baseball team, little league. All of those are opportunities. All opportunities. You play in little league, great. It's a Hey, I'm playing a little league, but uh, this is an opportunity. Opportunity. And if we look at life that way, it's like, wow, I'm going to be the nail in that nail gun that's not going to jam up. I'm not going to jam up because I'm going to be used for the intended purpose that God has made me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Uh, from the show of hands earlier, it looked like uh, everybody knows the Lord Jesus Christ. But so, Father, we thank You for that. But Father, there's some of us out here, and probably all of us out here, that need some fine, fine-tuning. fine We need to get the right nail in the gun. And Father, that for us that might be, uh, because again, Your goodness leadeth to repentance. It might be just something small in our life. That little thing, Lord. Maybe I have to turn off that particular TV show. Maybe I have to turn off the computer for a period of time. Maybe I have to get into my Bible daily to hear from You, to read and hear the Word of God. Father, whatever it is, You know what that is. So Father, right now, I pray that You would just touch all of our hearts and even pinpoint what it is that we need to do so that we can hear from You clearly, Lord, clearly to do Your will. We prayed for Paschal and his family earlier, Lord, praying that the Word of the Lord would go forth with power and might and that they would be directed and led by Your Spirit. We pray that same prayer for all of us today, Lord, that You would direct us, no matter what it is You want us to do. Someone here, and I just believe this even right now, From, from I, mean, I, think, I believe I'm hearing from the Lord that's saying, some of you even have to change path in the direction you're going. You might, it might need some further training in whatever it is you want to do. There's some, and you've been even debating, should I get this further training? I don't know what kind of training it is. But there's some training that the Lord says, yes, you need that training. You need some instruction. And again, I don't know, I'm just being general here. But I believe somebody needs to hear that. There's some extra training. So don't go on what you know already from the past. There's extra training that's required. And it's not a bad thing. Knowledge is a good thing if it's used in the right way. So, Father, we thank You, Lord. Direct the steps of each one of us, Lord, to do those things that You've called us to do. And if, it, and if we need to do something different, then, Lord, lead us to do that. And if we need to add something or subtract something from our life, lead us to do that, Lord Jesus, by Your Spirit. For it's not by might nor by power, it's by Your Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And we thank You, Lord. For your mercy and grace in our life. Oh you're so good to us Lord. We deserve death. But you gave us life. Because of Jesus Christ. At the cross of Calvary. So Father we just pray a special blessing. This day on this congregation. On our pastor. And the team in Cambodia. Lord have your hand upon them. Oh Lord even direct their steps there. As they're going to the western part near Thailand. Father have your hand upon them. Lord, continue to use them for Your glory. Oh, Lord, many, many, many to be saved. Many, many, many to be trained so that the word of the Lord will go forth with power and might. Thank You, Lord. Just anoint each one of us for Your glory. And we thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank You, Lord. God is good. God is good. So good. I hope you got something out of that that the Lord will just continue to use each one of you for your glory. If there be any that need prayer uh, for anything, then just feel free to come forth. Uh, David and I and Kathy and Carol will pray. And Kim, no, Kim's not around, but anyways, come forth. Don't forget to greet Pascal and Prisca and wish them well in the days to come. And have a great, blessed day in the Lord. Amen.